This is Agents Influence Podcast. Well, you know, we, we have Joe and Bob and Sally that like to come in and they sit and they talk with us and they make their payment here in the office. Why? Why do you do that? How much time does that take up? Why don't you let us collect those payments for you? So whether it's payments transactions or finance transactions, they can use IPFS to get time back so that they can focus on actual selling and account management and business development and marketing and outreach and, and digital and things like that. I'm Jason Cass and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Agents Influence Podcast, conversations with me, Jason Cass. And today I am here with Mr. Davey Holt. If you're in the insurance industry and you come to conferences, you know that I'm always eating dinner with this guy. I'm always <laughs> having drinks. I'm always riding the night train. You know, I mean, so I'm just telling you that you know, and if you don't know because you don't come to conferences, which I understand if you don't come out and you just don't, and it's like your little cocoon, you're building that book of business head down, know that uh, he's one of our top friends in the insurance industry. And I say our because there's like usually around four or five of us that are usually congregating. And Davey, I've learned so much from you, and I love these podcasts when we do. Usually loyal listeners, if you've listened to them in the past, there usually he's in a hotel room because he's always traveling and it always has the shitty like free freaking uh wi-fi you know even if you get the high speed wi-fi in those things they still suck and so but this one here it looks like where are you at davy are you in your house i'm at my house oh work shit. from home today crystal wfh clear. today crystal clear baby crystal clear so here's where we're going to do something different we're going to talk maybe after this it depends on how this goes this is 100% loyal listeners. I always want you to see behind the curtain and who's the wizard. I'm literally thinking about this. I have a 15, 10, 15 minute drive from home to here to come back from lunch. And I'm thinking, how can we spice this up? And I'm looking out and I've got my sunroof open and the windows down and I'm just cruising into my infinity. 2017, excuse me, 2011. So understand <laughs> folks, I, I like, I like, hey, I keep a vehicle for a long time, man. I'm sitting there cruising down the road and I'm thinking, this is what it is. I'm going to ask him three questions, three questions that he does not know, because I just came up with this 35 minutes ago, and he does not know, but I told him right before we went and pressed play here, okay? So he's known, literally, we've been going here for about two minutes. That's all he's known. And so, but to kind of get his juices flowing, I wanted to give him kind of a, you know, a softball, a little toss, you know, a little easy one. So then I thought, what is this like? It's like three strikes. It's a ball and three strikes, and it has not a damn thing to do with uh, baseball. Okay? All right. So so now, he already knows this, loyal listeners. That, that All that bullshit was for you. Okay? Um, and it's so funny. Riza doesn't even ask me anymore if she wants me to beep out my my cuss words. She just she just does it. It's, it's funny. And not always the S-H-I-T, but always the F-U-C-K, which, you know, can't say... <laughs> You can't Can you spell them? If you spell them, is that okay? If you spell them, that's okay. 
I don't know. Maybe it would be. Or will that, will that get cut too? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. That would be funny. We don't know, right? But everybody's listening knows. Anyways, that's great. Yeah, they know now. So here we go. So we're going to start off with the softball question. He's just going to answer it and give us the best that he can. And then we'll go right into the fast pace. Um, well, it doesn't have to be fast pace. I mean, I want good and strong answers here. Number one. What does your day look like from start to finish? You get up and then you go to bed. In between there, what are you doing on an average day? Wow. Uh, yeah, thank you. All right. Oh, excuse me. One. I'm sorry. I kind of jumped into this. Davey, welcome that's to the right. podcast. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Listen, you were so motivated by your epiphany that you had post-lunch. You probably ate something very, very uh, psychedelic, maybe a mushroom or something like that. I don't oh, know what you had. No, no right? microdosing you today. <laughs> <laughs> You're very motivated, dude. This is always an uh, this is always an adventure with you, which I appreciate. It so, is. It is. Thank you. All right. What does my day look like? We have a seven year old and almost a two year old. The two year old is up howling at the sun at the wee hours of the morning. So okay. we're uh, we're up with him. And what do I do? I get to my caffeine, mostly coffee, but uh, sometimes tea. Uh, mostly okay. coffee though. After coffee, I'm popping my laptop open, seeing if there's any fires. It's usually not. So then with a quick check-in, some morning coffee, then I'm back to family, making sure that the kids are ready for school, you know, teamwork environment in the house with me and my wife, all hands on deck. Mm -hmm. We're doing that. Get the kids off to school. Then I'm back in my laptop. I'm back putting out fires. I'm on the phone. So you're working remote a lot. You know, this is like 50-50 for okay. the whole month of of, uh, uh, of May here, for example. I shut everything down. June, we picked back up. But yeah, this is May was a, a good chance to recharge the batteries because I, as you know, and I know, we have been out there evangelizing the messages, right? Amen. So yeah, this, wow. if this is a work from home scenario, then yeah. Uh, back in the laptop, if I have the ability to, I'll go down, down to downtown Kansas city, which is only about 20 minutes away, do nice. all this from the office. Uh, but you know, work through that, finish the work day, whatever time that is, check back in with family, do family dinners, do family debriefs. We talk about our day. We focus on homework, put the kids to bed back on the laptop one more time, and then wave the white flag for the day finally. But typically it's, it's like, Back and forth, laptop, family, laptop, family, laptop, family, phone, laptop, family. But right, yeah, it goes so, on, it goes so, on all day. So it's so great to hear that, right? Because mm -hmm. that's in America. That's I don't know, maybe other countries, but what I know, that's America today. And mm -hmm. and the way that you didn't go in at eight, came home at five. I bet you you still probably worked less than you would if you went to eight to five, but you were able to do what you needed to do but also mix it with that. Um, I heard somebody say, I think it was um, Grant Botma said, there's no such thing work-life balance, but there's work-life harmony. And he, go. and he goes on to explain that, but that's what's going on right there. Those are uh, mutually working together to get through the day, helping your wife and your strengths and her, she's helping you with her strengths. And that's good. That's good stuff. I like that. There yeah, there are two points in the day where we just really put it on family, and it's in the morning when you're trying to get everything going, and then that dinner time, and then everything else is kind of a blend. Those are I the times you. you try to focus and have the conversation. So yeah, and travel across America and do stuff, and your wife is very busy as well. Um, mm -hmm. So it's amazing that you guys get it done. So here we go, and we're going to come right at him at um, 
how can agents use IPFS to actually sell? Like to actually sell and get better? Is there any strategies, anything that comes to mind? Yeah, um, they, they need to give up on their manual processes to, and, and let IPFS take over. And you stop thinking that everything has to be done by them internally by someone they pay to do the functions of payments or, or finance transactions. Mm. For decades in the finance world, in just premium finance, everyone thinks, well, you got to fund the agency so that we can then send the money out. We got to collect the down payment and we got to do all this. Stop thinking that you have to do that because you probably, it's based in some foundation. Come on. That you don't know why you do it that way, right? Mm. Same thing with payments. Well, you know, we, we have Joe and Bob and Sally that like to come in and they sit and they talk with us and they make their payment here in the office. Why? Why, why do you do that? How much time does that take up? Why don't you let us ke- collect those payments for you? So whether it's payments transactions or finance transactions, they can use IPFS to get time back mm. so that they can focus on mm. actual selling and account management and, and business development and marketing and outreach and, and digital and things like that. So um, stop stop holding everything in-house is, is how you can use IPFS somewhere. Let us do that for you. This shit's good. So we've talked about this, actually, for me to come back and just remind you. One of the things we pointed out, well, I don't know if you were inside the class when I was at your guys' summit. I sat in, loyal listeners to one of their classes. I went to Kansas City to speak, which was a fantastic time. But I listened to one of them and Chase was talking. And one of the things we tried to point out was, is that I don't think that the sales reps that you guys had, and I think now they're starting to, are trying to understand from an agent's point of view, how important it is to stress to them what you just said. It's just not the financial part, you know, taking the agency bill out of the agency, right? It's not, it's more than that. It's actually handling, as you said, making sure what if they don't pay, doing some follow ups, trans- all the transactions that go that you do on the back end. That's, that's totally relaying it. And, and, and before I go on, before we go to the next question, loyal listeners, I really see it equivalent to when agents who still do, who are listening, but most of us don't, we're still able to write the check for the towing and the glass claims, right? There was a point in time, and for all you young agents out there, there's a point in time literally 10, 15 years ago where this was a normal in an agency. And I think today, if young agents look at that, they're going to kind of look at it like, well, that's that's weird. Like, why would we be doing that? We, we shouldn't be. That's why we outsourced it. And actually, the insurance companies then outsourced it to another third party, like a safe light or whatever, right? So so it's like it, it, it took it away from the agent and put it over there. And that just helped us free us up. And that's what you guys do. And it's about re-helping people to refocus that shit in their mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and they just, for the most part, most people think that they have to do it so they can control it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that it doesn't get messed up. Well, if you vet your companies that you outsource with properly, you don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you deal with a company that even if they make a mistake, will stand by it. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh-huh. Like us, then you don't have to control everything yourself because all that control really equates to is more labor dollars that you have to pay and more fires that you have to put out, and more problems that you have to solve. All back to your question, though. The question was, how can IPFS, How can agents use IPFS to sell more? Mm-hmm. If you want to spend your time doing administrative work and putting out fires, 
by all means, we'll fund you direct and you can collect the down payments and you can do everything yourself. If you want to sell more and you want time back, that's what we're here for to help you. Love that. Good shit. See, this is way better than we do if we were just sitting on here and just talking about the last time we got drunk because we might get fired, <laughs> both of us. Like I, I own the place and I could get fired. No, I'm joking. All right. So, so what do agent, uh, here it is. Question number two, what do agents not know about interest rates? Mm-hmm. What do they not know, right? One thing, 10 things. How many things? What do we not know? I think sometimes what folks think the premium finance interest rate is equivalent to is their mortgage or their credit card. And so it's a little bit of both just the interest rate, which turns into sticker shock for a lot of people, but understanding how the interest rate matters over the timing of the loan. Premium finance loans are one-year policies. It's not a 30-year compounding interest loan, right? Right. And so you see, all right, well, hey, because of the rising interest rate environment that everyone's in, okay, not just Mm -hmm. IPFS, every finance company's rates are going up because cost of money has gone up. And so instead of saying, well, hey, yeah, your interest rate is four and a half points over what it was last year, but to the insured, that's only an extra 30 bucks a month in payments. Mm -hmm. If you just focus on the interest rate and not look at the resulting finance charge, and as an agent, you have sticker shock over that interest rate and you don't understand it and how to sell it, position it. That's where people are going to balk at your Good interest point. rates. If you don't understand it, if you Good say, because in, in your world, right, you're thinking, well, I've got to pass along a rate increase on the risk, right, which is going to result in so much more money based on the market conditions, increased sales by the insured, whatever. It is not an apples to apples comparison because our interest rate bump, even though it's going from, let's call it 10 to 15%, the result on my side may be so marginal versus that rate increase. But if you look at it just as a percentage, sure, it's sticker shock and people are going to freak out. But look at how the finance charge has wow. changed because it's a short, it's a short-term loan. Why, it's wow. only a year. Yeah. I mean, agents, listen to that. That right there is some good stuff because that is point, like you said, it was a $30 difference. I mean, I think we should really try to look at those different things because yeah, I mean, when you look at going 10 to 15% and it's a 50, 30 or whatever dollar difference, that's a, that's, that's a different conversation mm-hmm. besides it going from 10 to 15 and saying it went up third, a third, right? You know, mm-hmm. dude, uh, that's good. I like that. I like that a lot. Good, good, good answer. Good answer. Okay. Boom, boom. Yep. Okay. Now you, this is more geared towards you. What do you do to get better? Right? Like uh, three areas. Personally, what do you do to get better in business? Uh What do you do to get it better? And then the third one is either family or spiritually. What do you do to get better? And when I say that, not once a year, not, you know, a couple times a year, like what do you do on a daily or weekly basis to do those personally? Start there. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, AK Agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about nationwide brokerage solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified.
Personally, this has been shocking to reveal to people. Since January, I've been on a weight loss journey, and I have lost 30 pounds since January. Holy shit, Davey. (laughs) I've lost 30 pounds. I'm doing it. Look, there's a bunch of different ways to do it. I'm doing it with the app called Noom. It's not paid, not an endorsed, uh, you know, there's no referral link with Noom. I'm doing it with Noom. And it's just a way to count calories and be more, more conscious. And so personally, I'm engaging in like a health journey right now. I have not added the gym element yet because I've been able to get 30 pounds down just in watching what I eat through this app called Mm -hmm. Noom. So that's huge. Uh, It's allowed me to do everything like you you hear, sleep better, focus Mm -hmm. more, breathe better, et cetera, et cetera. So personally, Mm -hmm. I've been really focused on that, but there's probably an exercise component or since it's summertime, you know, you cut calories when you're playing golf, right? Yeah. So probably a little bit of that too. Uh, that's what the, was the name of the, the app? Spell side. it. Noom. N-O-O-M. Noom. Uh, there it is. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you. Uh, business-wise, what are you doing to get better? This is going to sound like this is staged, but the consumption of podcasts and content, seriously. Uh, and uh, that that this seems like, okay, a total... The fix is in, right? I'm on a podcast talking about promoting other podcasts, but no. But seriously, I think this is the way, and I, I, I know you know this is why your this business has been successful for you. Your peers are driving around in between appointments at the end of the evening, in the morning, and consuming stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing it now. I'm not doing it in the same vein that some of your partners are because I don't have to worry about the risk side and the owning at the agency side. I certainly do it on the tech piece, the service piece, you know, right. stuff like that. But the consumption of, I'll call it uh, never split the difference type stuff, you know, Chris Boss type stuff, right? Mm-hmm. How can I improve the psychology of my approach to business? And personally, just to maybe overshare a little bit, I'm going through this journey personally right now to try to get uh, my message is adopted and shared and believed in at a greater level. So I am, I am humbly saying to myself that sometimes the delivery of my messages internally in our company or out to the marketplace are a little bit abrasive. And so in the business side, I'm going through some self-introspection, some consumption of content to try to broaden the reach Love of it. my message and build coalitions and get more buy-in from a diverse audience. And so and that's I think the that's worked. Thing you've I'm really hit on. that hard. That strategy, I would be willing to say you've hit that strategy hard in the last 18, 24 to 36 months. Because like I didn't know you two years ago. Now I know you. You're you're everywhere. And when I say everywhere, it means that you're involved. You're trying to make the agency uh, industry better. So good for you on that. There was something I was gonna say, and I can't necessarily remember when you're talking about business, but Anyways, okay, family or spiritually, what would be um, something where you're getting better there? Yeah, I'll bleed. I actually use, so the, the family and the business kind of bleed over into each other. They kind of cross over, over the, the bear. Even though sometimes we try to keep those things separate, they blend. So in July of 2021, my wife and I adopted, and we adopted a little brown boy with brown skin. And that's how we explained it to my big kid, our biological son. And so both from a family perspective and a business perspective, I am also leaning into attempting to expose myself to as many uncomfortable and diverse opinions and perspectives as I absolutely possibly can. And a couple of 
shout outs that I have I have enjoyed working with are the folks at the Latin American Association of Insurance Agents mm. and the Asian American Insurance Network. Mm. Those are two brand new relationships for me that I'm trying to understand the perspective of agents of diverse backgrounds and communities. Mm-hmm. And so understanding what the guy who looks like you and I, when I walk into their office and try to sell them something, what does that mean? And so I do that for two reasons. Number one, I have a son who's going to grow up one day and realize that he doesn't look like us. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to have a lot of tough conversations with him about where he came from and things like that. Right. And the only way I'm going to do that is if I really make myself uncomfortable in the short, short term and go hang out around people and, and have conversations exactly like this mm-hmm. with people that are intentional and thoughtful about our industry or just perspectives on life. And that's how this blends from business into the family part is that the only way I'm going to survive both business and my family is to diversify my perspectives and get uncomfortable and mm. un- walk, walk a mile in the shoes of someone else. And mm. I think that's, that's really a good lesson for family, for spiritual mm. and for businesses. Understand that, hey, while we all know a lot of things about, we obviously got to where we are for a reason. We know things, mm-hmm. right? But there's still more we can do to diversify our perspectives. So that's the family and business thing that mm. I'm kind of going through is to understand that, like, for example, you know, how when I'm out in public and I'm with one son versus the other, what kind of looks or comments I'm going to get from the general public. Right. Yeah. So that's I, a sorry, lot easier so today. A little, than it little, was little heavy. To, <laughs> lot, no, a lot, a lot easier today than it was tw- 10, 20, and 30 years ago, right? Yep. Well, didn't they make a movie called like Jungle Fever or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Absolutely. Just unbelievable. Okay. A couple things here because I want to circle back to that. That's really, really good stuff. Mm -hmm. Networks. uh, Just so everybody knows, when he were mentioning, you know, getting the podcast and stuff like that, just loyal listeners, I haven't updated you in a while, but we get anywhere between 2,500 to 3,000 downloads a day. And that's in between usually Monday through Friday. Weekends that drops to anywhere between 500 to 1500 a day, especially when uh, some of we release some like digital pint and other things. So just so you guys know, that's what we're doing out there on the message. And I'm really, really happy. And then, you know, when you were talking about diversity, right, it's, um, it, it's something that really starts to split and we start, start to see not getting political, but dancing along that line. Of where, to me, when I was younger, we had a pretty good, solid understanding of you were kind of really Republican because there were tenets and pillars of that, or you were Democrat because you thought this way. So much mixture today, right? So much mixture. And to, um, I disagree with a lot of my Republican friends when it comes to diversity and immigration and things like that. Um, So it's it's so weird, and I and I love it because. It's hard because it's so hard for us humans to walk in other people's shoes, you know? Mm-hmm. And and when you go to other countries, it's different than seeing it just on television. I mean, you can watch these people on other on television and you're like, "Wow, this feel well be expect be in there, right?" You know, mm-hmm. mountains look never look like mountains in a picture, right? You got to be there. That's right. And so it's like yeah, it's just a really really crazy thing. So, I mean, I, I have a couple other things to say, but anything to add to that? No, I mean 
Yeah, I think it's just that like it too in terms of having to see it in person. I call it stepping off the curb, right? That curb of comfort. When you're standing up on the curb, mm-hmm. you know everything's fine because you know your you know your spot, you know your place, you know things, and and, and even think there are times where you you know things in your heart, you believe in them, until you step off the curb. And then you get in this uncomfortable spot and you're like, ooh, now I'm even challenging my own things. We, there's certainly a lot of voices out mm-hmm. there that you can go and take something and it's very easy to polarize and not walk a mile on somebody's shoes. Hey, I'm going to type this, you know, this troll comment on somebody's post. Yeah, I got him, you know. But if you stopped for a second and said, wait a minute, why is this person doing that? And if you do that and you give it a fair shot, most of the time, you're not going to respond with this vitriol or hate mm-hmm. or whatever. You're going to go, you know what? Everybody in this world has a story as to why they're there, some good, some bad. But you start to understand things, and you, you hopefully become less ignorant, less polarized, mm-hmm. less obtuse, less of a troll, and more of a collaborator. Because I think the world is looking for more people that are trying to bring people together and not pull them apart. Correct. Number one quality and leader is people who bring people together. Sometimes when we think about that, start thinking about your politicians, start thinking about the people that we're looking at leading this country, loyal listeners. I mean, are they bringing people together? Are they divisive? That's all you have to know uh, about leadership there. I love that. So when I went to Cuba, I got to see the fact that the world was like way different than it was in America, right? And I mean, and I've been to other countries and I've seen, you know, the the devastation. I have a very big fond, as my loyal listeners know, for Cuba. Um, and one of the people that I met there was Junior, um, who is my translator. The good news is March 27th, I believe it was, it was, it was last Friday. So it was probably the 26th or something. His wife actually landed in Mexico. We actually got him his wife, his son and son and daughter, and they were able to get the dog, this little bitty uh, chihuahua that they have. They're cute. And they and they now have permanent residence in, in Mexico, you know? And that was a two year journey, you know, of the the uprising was in July and August of uh twenty twenty one. Yep. And, you know, from him going on a, taking a coyote, somebody who's, who's moving him up from Nicaragua, going through these deserts and, or not deserts, but hills and, and just marshes and mm-hmm. swimming rivers and all that stuff you see, you know, pitch black and he's got his video camera on and you hear these monkeys just, Arr! I mean, it's just amazingly, it sounds like it's scary. There is, I saw a picture of a Toyota truck, a small truck that holds probably five people. They had 17 people in it, and they're driving on the side of these mountains that are just unbelievable because they could drive through the country, but once they got to the border, they had to go up in the mountains to get around on the border. Um, gets to Mexico, gets arrested, you know, because he has fake documents that we paid for, and they were fake and had to put him in there. Dealt with a lawyer who would only speak Spanish. I called Felix Garcia, Eric Garcia's dad. And the only way we could do it was by text message. Mm -hmm. We did text messages. But it's amazing that now they're there, right? And and our goal is we we went to the United States Custom and Immigration. We filed to be a sponsor, was approved. So we're waiting for them to then be able to get approved um, on their side and be able to come in and get their citizenship and do it the legal right way, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. 
And, and I, you it's know, incredible perspective, Jason, it's incredible perspective that you have gone through that, right? It, it completely incredible perspective. And I was constantly trying to walk in his shoes, you know, and to think to myself, I'm like, what this guy knows he's getting ready to have to do, you know, because when they first escaped Cuba, the only place they could go was Guyana. So they went to Guyana and it was weird. Like on, I was sending them back to Cuba because we had been in Guyana for like two months and we couldn't really think of anything to do. And on December 1st of 2021, Nicaragua opens up there and says, hey, if you're Cuban, you can come here for 30 days. So it was like, wow, now's the time. And so whenever he had to send his family back to Cuba and then fly to Nicaragua, he knows that's a 3,000 mile journey from Nicaragua all the way to Monterey, Mexico, um, where we had to get him. 3,000 mile journey. You know what I mean? It's It's an amazing feat. But we're going back to what you said, walking in other people's shoes, you know? I had to do everything I could. And what was amazing is he had to do everything he could because he knows that he's trying to get his kids out of this, you know? Right. And uh, anyways, so went off there. But anyways, it's a, it's a fantastic okay. thing, and I'm excited yeah. they're all there after two years. It's right short of two years, but yeah. That's a hell of a story. And, and like we're saying here, if more people would take the time to expose themselves to anything they disagree with, and it doesn't always have to be politically, it could be socioeconomic, it could mm-hmm. be religious, it could be lifestyle, it could be anything. Mm-hmm. Just ask yourself, you know, hey, why is someone coming at me from this perspective? The light bulbs that you turn on in your own head without even having to tell anybody mm-hmm. are fantastic. You don't mm-hmm. even have to share that. You don't have to tell somebody you change your mind. Just makes you think more and talk less, which is fantastic. I think is good. It is fantastic. Well, I hope that you enjoyed one ball and three strikes. You know, you did not strike out though. That's why this is a. <laughs> that's why this is a. That's why this is a terrible analogy. Um, but or our plus, or and name. I wouldn't swing at the ball, Jason. I would swing at the strikes. I would let the ball go. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta revisit that analogy. It's terrible. We'll go try it again lunch. next time. Go back to lunch. But we got to, yeah, we got so much out of this. So it was just really yeah. great conversation, loyal listeners. Uh, anything you want to say? Closing up, Davey? No, I, I, you know, by this point, like you said, people understand your journey and my journey. You know, if if they're back to that first question. If they're looking at ways to improve their processes and sell more through payments or finance or, or financial transactions, give IPFS a shout. Give me a shout. LinkedIn, you can find me. Uh, but we'd love to help and, and just provide some advice on how to help. Love it. I'm serious. Uh, my producers and everybody in my office love talking with you because they learn a lot. So loyal listeners, take him up on that invite. Uh, Davey, it's been actual really fun. I'm glad that I was able to come up with this and we were able to actually make it happen. I think, uh, loyal listeners, I think you like it. So in the meantime, uh, as I know, and I know you know, I do what I do because I do it for you. Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Cass. He's been Holt. And we are out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. 
really. We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you've got to do is you've got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.